Welcome to The Ortho Show. I'm Ben Young. I'm Mika Nichols. So, Ben, I've been traveling recently. I was in Japan at the International Society of Prosthetics Orthotics. And in the meantime, you took the opportunity to speak to a Dr. Zirkel, I believe. Yeah, it was an absolute pleasure to get to interview someone without you around. So it went <laughs> really well. I'm quite happy oh, about glad, that. Glad to hear about that. But yeah, yeah we got uh, an introduction actually from Maurice Bouchard from Mobility Outreach from back in episode... Yeah, one of our first episodes. Yeah, episode yeah. X. One, <laughs> I can't two, remember which one. one. I think, yeah. um, and and I'd asked her if she thought there was anyone else uh, that she'd recommend, and top of her list was Dr. Zirkel. And he runs an organization, in fact, he was the founder of an organization called Sign Fracture Care. And um, their mission is to give the injured poor access to fracture surgery by donating orthopedic education, implant systems to surgeons in developing countries. Um, it's a really interesting conversation, and it's and it's quite the task they took on. He, he equates it to climbing a mountain. A mountain, yeah, yeah, and um, and he's already decided what the next mountains are that he's going to go and take on and climb. So I, I like these ones that are about something that's altruistic. Yeah. Hopefully, people enjoy it, and I'm glad that you weren't there to, to do the interview. <laughs> so, without further ado, um, let's listen to Doctor Zirkel. Doctor Zirkel, uh, welcome to the Ortho Show. Thank you. Obviously, we've had you on the show today to, to talk about um, Sign Fracture Care, uh, which is an organization that you are running. And um, I wanted to just kick off by, by asking, uh, first of all, what, what is Sign Fracture Care? If you can just give us a 10,000-foot view of that. And, um, and then uh, further to that, more importantly, perhaps, tell us uh, why this has come about. What, what, what was the need that you saw in the world in order to form this organization? Okay. Well, uh, sign <clears throat> fracture care, uh, has evolved over the last 20 years. We started 20 years ago after, uh, my service in Vietnam. And then I, uh, saw the, I went back to Vietnam and Indonesia and I saw this man who had been laying in the bed for three years with a fractured femur. And I had given him lectures, uh, and they know how to fix it, but he said he cannot afford an implant. And when he, I, I, and he said, by the way, we have to have special implants because we have power surges. That means they can't use power equipment, which includes reamers in terms of nailing. And x-rays in the operating room. Oh, wow. So, so, so everything there is done freehand and there's no uh, option for x-ray because they got to protect from these right. houses. Well, that's, that makes things complicated. Okay. Well, actually, we can do an interlock, which is the hardest part of the procedure, fast as anyone in the world. Oh, wow. So <laughs> it, it, is, it is hard, but I, I want to say right at the outset, that these surgeons in developing countries are really good. They've had to get by on limited instruments and uh, piecemeal implants. They use their tactile sense, and they've developed it very highly uh, to take the place of visual sense. Uh, so, so from there, so you saw how things were, you know, having to be done there. Um, you know, then what led you to form to form Sign? Well, uh, I really felt sorry for this man. Um, and I, I wanted to do something. 
but I, I wanted to do what was needed rather than what I could do, which was give lectures. So I came back here to Washington State, and we started working on a way uh, to make these implants appropriate, appropriate for those operating rooms in developing countries. And we worked on it. And I also want to say at the outset that many people have helped with sign. We have a big sign family, and uh, many people help. Uh, and so we worked all together. Uh, we worked to uh, develop the tactile way. And then, of course, we had to manufacture. So we, uh, Randy Humner from Acumed, uh, helped us a great deal. We got used machines. We bought machines, and we started manufacturing. So all, so the sign products that we see on your website, which are designed and manufactured specifically for use in these emerging countries, third world countries, you are doing the manufacturing yourself? Yes, here wow. sign. Amazing. And is that done, and that's done in, in Seattle, Washington, or, or it's done in the U.S., or where, where is that done? It's done in Richland, Washington, which is our headquarters. Wow, that's that's incredible. Okay, so so you you uh, talked to Acumed and um, found some uh, machines that were going to be able to do this, and and then uh, decided. I mean, how specifically did you decide to manufacture the products that you're making uh, now? Yeah, we went well. We went as fast as we could, but I, I want to give a, a tribute to Randy Hubner, who owns uh, owned Acumed at the time. He's now sold it. And he has helped us through a lot. Okay, and so then we started, and, and, and we have gradually progressed uh, to changing and uh, innovation. We had to communicate when we first started by letters and uh, pictures because you can make things, but we wanted to be sure they were used properly. And then we had to deal with compliance the FDA in particular. So we did that. Uh, and uh, so we have gradually innovated uh, new ideas. We've incorporated what we've learned. And that picture that was sent from Vietnam of the young girl standing on her broken femur and tibia leg at six weeks then became evolved into the database where every sign surgery is reported and uh, it's reported and uh, i look at everyone and that's how we send replacement implants uh based on the reports how many how many surgeries are being done with the sign equipment um, and then being stored in the sign database currently 247,000 Whoa, that is, not, that is not the number I expected you to say. That's enormous. How many years did you say? 20. Wow, that is amazing. We're, we're out of control, Ben. We're, <laughs> we're, we're expanding so rapidly, and, and new ideas are coming up to help more people. We have now mobile sign systems, which go around in rural areas and treat the people there and uh, – there aren't enough orthopedic surgeons in developing countries to to put the sign in, so we've developed a nail 
which can be easily put in, but a lot of the surgeons, in fact, the busiest surgeon in Kenya, uh, went to Kenya as an infectious disease uh, surgeon, uh, infectious disease physician. We've communicated back and forth. He just did his 1,000th surgery. So, so you, you so you've done two hundred and forty thousand plus surgeries. You keeping the database. Um, you manufacture the products yourself, and all of this is done not for profit. Yes, that's in, that that is incredible. I mean, that's incredible. So the next stage uh, appears to be, um, you know, the next stage of your mission is that you're empowering surgeons. So could could you tell me a little bit about that? That you're doing. Um, some education, I'm assuming, with the surgeons in these countries so that there's more of them, so yes. you can take that 240,000 to a, uh, to whatever your goal might be, a million surgeries. Yeah. Well, let me say that we've, we've done that many, uh, but, for example, in Vietnam, which is where we started, they wanted so many sets we couldn't do it, so we worked through a distributor. And he pays a price which is less than a manufacturing price and they don't report. So some of, and and our database didn't get started right at the beginning. It's gradually evolving. So uh, we don't have all of our uh, 247,000 surgeries on the database. Uh, but um, the database has served both to evaluate our, our products. I think I used to call it moral testing. We want to be sure we're getting the best uh, implants possible. And uh, so the, that's how the database started. Now, you mentioned education, and a lot of education occurs through the database. They send in their pictures of their uh, surgery, pre-op, post-op, and then we're encouraging, in fact, demanding a little bit, uh, follow-up. And uh, so we can learn which is effective because really the follow-up x-rays are the, are the orthopedic surgeon's report card if the fracture heals. So we want follow-up until the fracture has healed. Now, there's a, there's a little hooker here because a lot of surgeons use the rest score and a lot of them say that it's a little inaccurate. And I tend to uh, believe that we need to combine the uh, x-rays, the so-called rest score, but the callus formation, with what we call the squat and smile. Uh, if the patient can squat, we, we, I just use the word smile to make it socially acceptable. <laughs> but if he can squat, yeah. <laughs> If he has a full squat, then the fracture's healed. I have only seen one patient who has broken the nail. We have very few nail breakages because we're a solid implant uh, who could squat and smile. And he was in another accident. But uh, if they can squat and smile and they don't have full callus formation, we don't, we don't intervene and usually they go on and heal. We, we need to study this even more and get even more uh, surgeries to back this up. So is it, is it all local surgeons doing the surgeries? Yes. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, so on, 
you know, perusing through your website, which is which is a pretty nice website, by the way. Um, there's Thank a great you. piece on uh, the mission page, which talks about how you're we are climbing a new mountain. Um, I'd like to read from that yeah. for a moment, if that's okay. I really, uh, I really quite like this quotation here. So, uh, yeah. treating long bone fractures in developing countries is like climbing a mountain. Since sign fracture care started in 1999, we've been taking small steps and making constant improvements. Now we have reached yeah. the peak. We have largely solved the problem of how to treat those injuries, but reaching the peak of the mountain revealed more mountains to climb. We are still learning yeah. and improving as we take on these new challenges. What, what are those new mountains that, that you are seeing on the horizon that, that uh, you intend to go and climb? Well, uh, several. One is more complex fractures, uh, pelvic fractures, which require a different kind of, of uh, training. They require doing a lot of surgery under the mentorship of a mentor. And our mentors, by the way, are from developing countries, uh, including some mentors here. The surgeons here have been very helpful for us. And uh, so that's one. The other one is deformity correction. These these young kids used to just go home because they couldn't go to school, and now we're correcting them uh, with good success. Uh, and that is spreading because of our educational uh, hub, uh, uh, so we can supply information. We're now looking at spinal trauma, and people say, you can't do that. That's, that's too intricate, and there's too many complications. But, you know, if you don't try, these people just go home and die. So we're trying, and we are now working on our model. Our model is education, which we do more and more digitally, but we have a big sign conference every year, and then we can travel, but we now have, we're now in 51 countries, so I can't travel to everyone. So what we want to do is start fellowships. And the fellowship uh, started uh, the fellowship concept started in Ethiopia, and now I have asked them <clears throat> if uh, a surgeon from Nigeria can come over. But I didn't accept a surgeon from Nigeria unless he and his administrator agreed that he could have a pelvic fracture uh, fellowship in Nigeria. So we hope to, to gradually go through uh, developing countries in this way. The same uh, with uh, spinal trauma. We're starting a fellowship, but we can't do it without having implants to do it. So the first step for starting uh, is to use commercial implants or hopefully donation implants. And what I have done is ask two Canadian uh, surgeons who are uh, going to run, they're going to run the uh, spinal trauma. Now, when the word got out, I think there's memes in the world because the word, the word got out and a lot of people have volunteered. These are spine surgeons. These are engineers uh, of spine implants. They've, they've all volunteered and I am so grateful for that. 
Uh, and it's the same way with pelvic fracture surgery. It has to be done differently in developing countries. They, our surgeons are putting in uh, pelvic fracture implants without using a CR, which is difficult. Mm. And uh, they're able to do it. Uh, and they have to bend their own plates because we can't afford the pre-contoured plates. For example, quadrilateral plates are very expensive. So they have to bend their own, and we've developed benders to make it better, and we're continuing to develop benders in our plate system. Well, with spinal implants, we can't start off manufacturing it. We have to see if the educational model works first, and therefore we're starting off <clears throat> with uh, implants, and I don't know where they're going to come from yet, but they'll come. And we also have to have a rehabilitation system in place. This is one surgery that needs a C-arm. So we're going we're gonna to have to have a C-arm as a part of the uh, conditions. And uh, so we hope to move forward on that. Deformity correction, we've had several very good conferences. Rich Gilman is leading that for us. And he's been to Nigeria, uh, Cameroon, and Kenya, and also to the Philippines to do this. And he's really very helpful. Uh, and other deformity correction, Ray Liu and others have helped. It's really good. The deformity uh, committee uh, has agreed that there can be two fellows uh, who go on a fellowship with them visit other other programs and so it's it's uh it's emerging to be uh, a force throughout the world also lou you have a very inspirational story here obviously and i'm sure you're abundantly aware of that but you also have a very bold mission in mind Uh, you're you're taking on some big challenges here in the future and, and good for you it sounds very expensive what what is what does sign do in order to raise the funds to be able to do this? Well, we have some grants, uh, and well, we have fundraisers, and uh, we had one in Portland two weeks ago. We have one here uh, in Richland in the Tri Cities uh, this next Saturday week, we, uh, eight days from now. We do that, and then we apply. Uh, for grants, uh, here again, uh, people come and help us. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just really pleased, and I uh, also put all, put all my inheritance in there. So we're we're going to do it. Oh, good man, good man. It, it, let me ask you this: uh, Obviously, anybody listening here can find more information on signfracturecare.org again signfracturecare.org and i absolutely encourage them to do so because there's some great stories on there and, and a lot more about your vision mission and goals and and then also some interesting information about yourself if uh, as a message to people who potentially would like to be involved donate their time uh, money whatever uh, what would you? What's the best way for them to get in touch? And, and what is it? Most importantly, I think, Lou. What What is it that you that you need more than anything from um, you know surgeons? From surgeons, well, we, if they're interested in traveling to a developing country, 
to, to, to teach. That that is good, and we're willing to do that. We we have a, a consultation form to fill out, and uh, I ask that they be serious about it because a lot of people ask, and they and then we go to a lot of work to arrange something, and they don't they don't do it. So uh, that's good. The other thing that, uh, of course, funding is very important for us, and a lot of orthopedic surgeons contribute. Probably our biggest occupation of our contributors is orthopedic surgeons because they understand what we're doing, Uh, those things. But, you know, also, uh, if someone wants to take more uh, responsibilities, they take over a whole country. If they do it right, I'm willing for them to do that. Uh, We have an engineer. We We treat all treat the fractures in Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iraq, and South Sudan. And we learned from those fractures. And we learned why they heal quicker, gunshot wounds. And it's because we the, the gunshot wound stimulates the stem cells in the cortical bone. So we have a bone mill to do that. So uh, we are interested also in basic research people who will help us where i'm in <clears throat> very interested in getting a way to decrease infection and in open fractures in a bone that has been previously infected which is common in developing countries a way to do that without antibiotics because we're getting too much resistant bacteria now so one of our programs is using Manuka honey, and it's pretty successful. Uh, I'm interested in UV light, which I, I trained uh, at, at Duke when there was UV light. And uh, I, I'm just interested in ways we can do this, coating of the nail and other things, uh, if they would allow us to use it and do studies with them. That would be very important. So there's many facets here where someone could contribute. That's terrific. And the best way, obviously, for them to reach out to you is through the website, um, where they yes. can clearly send a message uh, and or and or donate. Uh, mm-hmm. Lou, Dr. Zirkel, yes. it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. You, you have indeed climbed a very big mountain. I have no doubt that you are going to climb uh, these further mountains that you're identifying, of which there appear to be many, but it, it, you're certainly the man for the job. Um, do you have any well, any, any uh, uh, final words of wisdom for us before we before we sign off? Well, I just want to say that the idea of climbing the mountain uh, occurred to me when I was in Pakistan for the earthquake. Uh, we helped them out there, and Nelson Mandela said that. He said, "I've worked hard and I've climbed the mountain, and I was I'm so tired, and I look forward to a rest when I got to the top." But then there was another mountain to climb. And I kind of of thought of that when I was in Pakistan. Very good. By the way, the surgeons in Pakistan and Afghanistan are just fantastic surgeons. They have really severe injuries. And we're learning a lot lot about gunshot wounds and how to treat them. And we're just learning a lot. Yeah, that's great. Dr. Zirkel, Lou, thank you so much for your time. It's been a 
fascinating conversation. I wish you all the very best. We will share the links to your to your organization. Okay. Um, and again, I encourage uh, anybody and everybody to go and visit signfracturecare.org. Uh, take a good read there. And uh, if you're so inclined, reach out to Dr. Zirkel and, and find out how you can help. Thanks once okay. again. Really appreciate your time. Well, thank you, Ben. Yeah. I appreciate yours. Thank you. 